Hello, this is Rob, and this is episode 14 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. All right, for this episode, uh, we are pulling one from the vaults. So Jeff and I are headed out to Nashville. Today I'm recording this is January 7th. This will be released at a later date. But Jeff and I are heading out to Nashville this weekend to compete once again in the U.S. Coffee Champs Regional Coffee Tasters Championship. Now, last year, Jeff and I went out to the same competition. Jeff placed 14th in the country uh, as a coffee taster. I absolutely bombed, flamed out, got one out of six correct. But for some reason, I'm back and trying it again. We recorded an episode for a hypothetical podcast last year while we were out there. And we never released it. So today's episode is the recording of Jeff and I in Nashville recording right before we competed and right after we competed. And then we'll hopefully do the same this year and we can kind of compare and contrast. So if you're interested in coffee competitions, specifically in this case, the Coffee Tasters Championship and our experience with it, this would be a great episode for you. Enjoy. All right. Hello. Uh, This is Rob, uh, owner of Folly Coffee Roasters. I'm here with... I'm Jeff. Hey. <laughs> also with Folly Coffee, uh, we are here in Nashville for U.S. Coffee Champs. Uh, our flight was delayed two hours, and so it is currently 11:44 local time. Uh, thankfully, we thought there was a time difference, but there's not. So it's like we gained back an hour. Um, yeah, we're here for U.S. Coffee Champs. We are both competing in the U.S. Regional Coffee Tasters uh, Championship. How many competitors are there total? I don't know the total number. Of 60, I think. I think it's 40, 40 something. Somewhere between 41. 40 and 60 competitors yeah. are tasting six sets of three coffees. In each set of three coffees, there are two coffees that are the same, uh, one coffee that's different. And we have to go through and taste uh, the three coffees and set aside the one that is different. And it is a timed event, so we have to go through and taste it as fast as possible. Uh, we have up to six minutes. Uh, and if you get all six right, obviously you're going to place better. If two people get six right, the person with the better time is placed higher. They win. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit today specifically about what we did to prepare for coffee tasters. Uh, we're going to talk to a lot of the people this weekend. We're going to meet up with some awesome roasters. We're going to meet up with someone from Coffee Champs. Uh, but the idea here is that we are recording one right before we're about to taste tomorrow morning. I have literally the first slot at 10.30 a.m. Uh, Jeff has the second slot at 11.30 a.m. So we're going to just talk a little bit about what we did to prepare, uh, the different challenges we face going into the Coffee Taster Championship, and uh, what it takes to move on. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, to be clear, the first time either one of us have competed, uh, in a coffee competition outside of AeroPress competition we did at Cafe Imports earlier mm-hmm. in the year, uh, where we are between the fifth and ninth best <laughs> AeroPress brewers in the Midwest, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. This is our second regional championship debut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so why don't you kind of go through... Uh, how we decided to do this and what kind of action plan we took and what you've been doing personally to prepare for Coffee Champs. Uh, Well, so I think we decided to do this because we're 
quality forward, quality focused. And uh, as part of our platform, we are choosing coffees based on what we think tastes the best and what we think people will enjoy drinking the most. So this is kind of a way to flex our muscle in that in that range a little bit. We get to determine or we get to show with physical proof that we can determine which coffees have discerning characteristic or we can discern different characteristics of different coffees um, even under a pressurized setting so uh, we we went about training um, you know we've been cupping for I don't know since April is when I started cupping with you yeah and um, got sets we each have sets of bowls at home that we use and we taste multiple cupping bowls to be clear there cupping bowls so cupping bowl (laughs) is uh seven to eight ounce it's like it looks it's like a coffee mug without a handle and that's kind of the industry standard for tasting coffees and cupping is the term that we're used just want to speak to the full range uh so if we're talking to someone who's never cupped before to the coffee professional that we can kind of talk to everybody yeah so you take you take some ground coffee, uh, set weight per the volume that the cup can hold uh, in terms of water. Then you just pour hot water over the top of it. It's a really standardized way of tasting coffee. You do the same thing for each bowl. Um, so we've been doing that for about, what's that, like six months? Yeah. Six months? Yeah, now. you came in late April, and that's really... Uh, Folly, to be clear, launched in January of 2018. We're recording this in January of 2019. So we just hit uh, one year as a company, and Jeff came on in late April. And that's really when we ramped up our quality program, uh, cupping on a weekly basis, tasting our own coffees just for consistency, and then also looking for new coffees and tasting different samples to make sure that our whole coffee rotation is like the best it can be. Uh, And so... I had heard of Coffee Champs through the barista competition is kind of the flagship competition of Coffee Champs. Uh, and that's what led me to kind of seek out what Coffee Champs was. Uh, that's where I found that they had the Coffee Tasters competition. And so for me personally, Coffee Tasters is really compelling because I think for there's a roasting competition, there's a barista competition. This is the first year they're doing a coffee and good spirits competition, meaning a coffee cocktail competition and uh, coffee tasters. I I personally am most compelled to do the coffee tasters championship because I think if a coffee company or roaster has people that are really good at tasting, you can really take their word on the tasting notes because getting all these really crazy tasting notes from different people from like I've seen fruit loops on different coffees and all these different tasting notes that uh, I think sometimes the public has trouble tasting. So it's a, it's a tough thing to take that and bring it to the public, but went on a bit of a tangent there. That's kind of what drew me towards coffee tasters. And then of course it's in Nashville. So that's just an awesome bonus that we get to be in Nashville this weekend. So uh, we find, Coffee champs, find coffee tasters, find the date, set the third, second, third weekend of January where we are now. Uh, what did, what did we? What was kind of our first steps? I'm like not even getting the timeline right. <laughs> what did we do as like a first step to even start training for it? Uh, we definitely, well, we tried to mimic the setup of the competition as best we could with mm. the limited resources oh, we yeah. had. So. 
uh, we would just take, we would set up um, sessions for one another. So we would pick coffees kind of randomly from uh, from our folly cupping lab. And <laughs> the folly coffee, the folly cupping lab is Jeff's apartment in Northeast Minneapolis. To be very clear, like I said, we're a year in. Pretty dang limited resources on what we can do. Uh, so when we're cupping, we are brewing it, grinding it at Jeff's place, and it's worked really well up to this point. Uh, but again, yeah, limited resources. Yeah. So we we pick, uh, you know, two different coffees per set of three cupping bowls, and I would grind some up for Rob, brew those up, and then see, tell him to come back in the room. Uh, he had to be out of the room so he doesn't get any sort of indication about which cups are different. So uh, once I was wrapped up with all of that, he'd come back in, taste the coffees, and uh, see if he could identify the different one. And from there, he'd go back into the other room. Um, well, I guess I should say that if you don't get it right, you kind of go through like a systemized <laughs> way of, of time identify, <laughs> identifying the finding out what is different. Uh, So once you know which cup is different, you can taste against the other ones, see where you made your mistake, and then hopefully internalize that, figure it out for the next one. Yeah, so Um, when you were going into it, uh, both of us had never done this before. Uh, For me, it was very different to taste coffees when I was just evaluating overall quality of the coffee, the sweetness, the body, the... Uh, major flavors that are sticking out. Would this be a good fit for the Folly portfolio? Uh, it was a big change of mindset for me and just trying to pick out the different one. And I found it really difficult uh, until we started training uh, with Joe at Mill City. Uh, Joe Morocco is like one of the country's leading professionals. You'd never know it talking to him, but uh, he's been everything from a green buyer. Now he does sales for Mill City, which is a company that makes roasters in Minneapolis. Uh, and I know after training with him uh, for a few sessions of uh, these triangulation tests that kind of our personal philosophies have changed on how to go about a round of cupping and around, like I said earlier, six sets of three coffees. Uh, so when you approach your first set of six, what's your mindset? What are you looking for in each cup as you go along? Do you start one to three is there a certain order you go into? Is there a certain flavor you're looking for? Uh, is it overall impression of the coffee? Kind of talk about what you do when you approach that first set of three, when you're walking up to that full set of six, knowing that you only have six minutes to taste all these coffees. So I think the way that I think about it, I just like to taste cups, you know, one to three. And uh, i trying to identify any anything that sticks out the most. Um, So I guess coming at it from kind of a general perspective on the first round, um, hoping that something really jumps out at you in one cup. Like if two cups happen to have a really bright acidity and then the next one has a really smooth, fruity sweetness, um, that helps. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. If you make it all the way to the third cup and you realize... Oh, those were all pretty similar. I got to narrow my field of perception a little bit. Um, then you got to start weighing stuff like, 
what kind of sweetness is it? Is it a, is this one more of a chocolatey sweetness? And the other one is like a caramely sweetness. Um, so when you're tasting, um, we should, we should kind of note that when you taste coffees, it's not like you would in a cafe. Uh, we've got these cupping spoons that are essentially glorified soup spoons, uh, that you take small scoops of coffee and you're actually not even allowed to touch the cupping bowls when you're doing this. So all these things going in your head, do you kind of think these thoughts one by one or are these all happening at once through practice or kind of what's going on in your head as you're tasting those? Um, it's definitely, it definitely requires a lot of practice, I would say, so that you're not getting, you need to have a consistent technique so that every time you're slurping some coffee out of the spoon, it hits your palate in the same way. So that way you can evaluate it all on the same, kind of the same flavor level. Um, and that way you also don't have to think about any of the physical movements when you're doing it. You can only focus on the flavor profile uh, revealing itself kind of over time in your palate. Because um, a lot of the differences in coffee, or coffees can have a lot of similarities. Uh, maybe like at the beginning of the sip and then the finish might be a little bit different. So you got to... Yeah. I, th I think you're better at me than looking at the overall profile of a coffee and saying like this one is different almost as a sense that's like oh I'm just sensing I'm getting more sweetness out of this one it's this kind of sweetness and being able to do that really fast and what was really overwhelming for me is all the factors that you're taking in when tasting coffee which seems so mm -hmm. simple but when you have three bowls of coffee you're looking First of all, there's the visual component. When you walk up, you're looking at three coffees, and most people I've talked to uh, said that try not to have the visual component take too much into it, that something that's really dark might only be like that because there's a little more coffee in the bowl, so it just looks darker. So I typically try to just lock out what it looks like visually. Uh, there's also things like temperature that can play a factor. If two of them are a really high temperature and one's different, it's a high likelihood that that third one's a different coffee because it was poured out of a different thermos. But if you start thinking in that, that mindset that it's only temperature I'm thinking about, then all of a sudden you're not thinking of all the other factors. Uh, what Joe Morocco said at Mill City that really helped me, and I think this is kind of where our philosophies diverge on, on tasting coffees, is uh, I break it down to I'm trying to ignore everything except for uh, the salt content, the body, and then the overall finish, mm. uh, which is kind of a risky strategy because I've found that in some flights I'll do really well and can do really fast because the body is noticeably different on the coffees that were used over the six sets. Uh, the salt content was noticeably different. Uh, the one where I really struggled was the flight where Joe did the same coffee. So <laughs> multiple roasts of the same coffee. <laughs> this was uh, the the flight before this. I was like, I'm gonna win Nashville. I'm gonna go on to Nashville to win that. And then we came in, and Joe takes the same coffee. So here's an example of how you can take uh, coffee and make it so many different variables for success. He did one coffee. It was roasted to three different levels. And then he took those three different levels and brewed them to different ratios. So each set was the same green coffee, different roast levels, 
and different extraction levels. So some of them were over extracted, some were under extracted, some were right on the money. So as I'm going through going, okay, I'm trying to get the body and the salt content here. Salt content was remarkably similar across the entire thing because it was the same coffee. So there's not going to be radical changes in like acidity, salt content, sweetness, savory notes. The body's going to be a little different because the extraction methods, but it's not going to be radically different. Different coffees are really heavy bodied versus really tea-like. And so it really came down to what's the overall feel of each of these coffees. And I know that, like that week, you crushed me in practice. Um, yeah, so outside of kind of extraction and roast levels, like what other main factors do you see uh, in flavor differences in coffee that you're looking and thinking of in your mind as you're tasting these? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I try, <laughs> other than those things, like, that's, um, I'm definitely thinking about, so let's you know, talk about some f- weird thing that I do yeah. when I'm tasting coffees, especially multiple coffees at once, is that I envision a color, like, based on the overall. Whoa, man impression of what that <laughs> coffee tastes like and it's not super practical because it's not really based on anything yeah. but you can get you know a certain feeling from a coffee or it makes you think what color is a natural ethiopian yurga chef oh it's it's like a deep blue what about a fully washed kenyan the kenyan we had really early in the year it's like a maroon <laughs> What is, <laughs> what is uh, that honey processed Brazil? That classic Joe we had early in the year. Mm. That one's kind of red. Like <laughs> red. <laughs> I don't know. That one. I makes, know what you mean in a weird level. Yeah. It's got just a feeling to it. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's like if you don't if you don't think about it, then you know. At the same time, if all the coffees are really similar, it you're it's not going to be a good indicator. Yeah. Um, but. I think that's where strategy comes into play too. If if you get through all three cups and you're like, you sip that third cup and you're like, oh shit, that one wasn't different from the other ones. Then uh, what I found really useful is just skip the set yeah, and then just go, you know, it just point. wasn't quite there at that point. You know, you could maybe go through again, but honestly, you're probably not going to pick up the difference uh, or you're going to start thinking about it harder, which is going to make it more difficult for you to actually focus on what's there. Yeah. So if you just go on to the next one, get some different flavors in your mouth, um, hope that that one works out a little better, and then come back to the other one that you missed. So when we decided four-ish months ago that we were going to do this, and we bought the plane tickets, registered, and all that, uh, has this process of tasting and training made you more confident in how you're going to do tomorrow or less confident? Or do you feel exactly how you thought you'd feel going into this? Uh, it's definitely made me less confident. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm glad you said because... that too because I feel the exact same way going into this. Uh, we do our, it's funny doing the first episode, right? Do we talk in third person? Like we're talking to people or whatever, Yeah. but going into it, uh, we were really refining our tasting skills 
on just our own coffees. And I like our coffees were getting better because we were able to give Ken, our head roaster, better feedback on the coffees. And we were really able to lock in some amazing coffees. And uh, I noticed immediate improvement when you got on the team uh, in our coffees uh, because of the tasting ability that you have and what we were able to do on a weekly basis. So I started to get really confident in our tasting abilities. Uh, and then when we started training, it was a couple <laughs> good sessions uh, there's one where that we did using only our coffees and obviously we're really familiar with those. And so it was pretty easy to pick out flavor differences. And it wasn't really until you get to that full scenario of six sets in a row that there's palate fatigue. There's the, the weirdest thing for me is I, I have trouble concentrating purely on taste mm. for that full six minutes or however long it takes. That's a yeah. weird one to me. Is all of a sudden you're in this weird out of body state, watching yourself taste, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I just went through that set of three. Uh, my confidence levels have yeah. gone way down. I but had that in our last practice oh. session, where I I went through an entire set of cups of the three cups. I tasted each one. And it was as I was taking the slurp of the last one that I realized I didn't know what any of those coffees tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the flight where it's the same coffee through and through. Uh, how would you approach a flight knowing that it's three or four different coffees, all different processing methods, just a hodgepodge of coffees mixed on their own, how would you approach that as a set that you drink versus like the same coffee? Is there a difference in approach or you do you approach it all the same and you kind of take it as you go? There's, there's definitely a difference in approach because in this triangulation set here, what you're trying to do is compare the coffees to one another. But if they're all totally different, you're kind of grading them on different scales in your head. You know, if you have like one really sweet coffee and it's got some berry notes to it and some chocolate. You're not going to think about that the same way as you would if it had a lot of really bright acidity to it. If there were a lot of citrus notes or if it had a different mouthfeel or if it was much lighter than the other one. You know, you, you might notice uh, those differences. They might be highlighted when you taste them next to one another. But when you taste both of those, you're going to think... You're not gonna, yeah. You know, you got you're gonna think about them in totally different ways. You're not gonna <laughs> say like, oh, this one is different by this percentage or whatever. You know, Man. you're just gonna accept that they're different coffees because you don't have to compare them. Yeah, I mean, just even turning record on the mic, I was like, what are we gonna talk about for 20, 30 minutes? Just, is, is, is there enough to talk about? And then I realized, shoot, we could sit down and talk about this for hours. Yeah. This is what we secretly want to do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going into tomorrow, it's again, we're just past midnight. Uh, we're in the attic of our Airbnb. You can probably hear cars going by. It's kind of one of those attics where you're in the roof, so it's really low angular ceilings. I'm on the coffee table. Jeff is on the uh, kind of like cushioned chair, I'd antique, say. Antique chair. Yes, a cushioned antique nice. chair. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do tomorrow morning? So kind of what have you done this week to lead up to this? What are you going to do tomorrow morning? Where did you, where did you get the idea to do kind of your routine being your first competition? Uh, I've, 
I've actually tried to be pretty relaxed about it because I feel like the more I try and prepare uh, and actively um, try and make it go a certain way that I'll, I'll fret about it a lot more and I'll think about it like way too hard, which I think is a, a real setback in a competition like this. Yeah. Um, so I've done a few tastings here and there this week. Um, but I think I've imp- you know, since that last session with Joe, like three days ago, yeah. I think I'm at where I'm at and I just need to really focus on being mindful, um, in a competition setting where there are a lot of people watching you yeah. do this. So, so over the last four months, how many tastings do you think you've averaged a week? Um, you know, it's, it's up and down. I would say I tried to do at least three a week, <laughs> probably four. Wow. Uh, yeah, see, like when I get home from work. See, I was at one or two, and that's the one thing. If I go back, I wish I would have made a more regimented schedule. Uh, so, what are you? What's your routine going to look like tomorrow morning? Uh, you're going at eleven thirty. I'm going yeah. at ten thirty. What time are you going to wake up? What are you going to do leading up to it? So, I think I'm going to wake up. I'll, I'll be up at eight. You know, there'll be enough time to get showered and brush my teeth. I'm using with, a new, with or without toothpaste? With a toothpaste. Oh. I'm using a different one, so <laughs> I'm really not sure how that's going to go. So i got to be up for eight, I think, you know, three hours. That's enough time to um, <laughs> let that difference kind of dissipate, drink yeah. enough water. Uh, I'm not going to eat anything because when you're hungry, you taste better or things taste better to you. So, you know, just going to be excited about tasting what I assume will be really good coffees. Hopefully. At the Coffee Champs competition. Um, yeah. And uh, one big thing that I'm really looking at tomorrow is seeing the first heat, you guys, see you guys go through it and kind of get a feel for the pace of the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's, I really couldn't find much online about, or, you know, I couldn't really find a video of people doing it from start to finish so it's kind of hard to um visualize what that six minutes actually looks like on stage um so that's going to be that's definitely something i'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow and what's your strategy as you approach the first cup and they start the time uh what's your pace uh is is there anything unique you're doing to competition uh, are you going to try to get a really good time or are you going to go for the strategy more that you're going to take your time, uh, and go for a higher, uh, higher number of cu- uh, cups. Correct. I'm definitely going to go for a higher number of cups. Correct. Um, by, by taking your time. Yeah. By taking my time. I, um, I think if I'm able to focus enough, I I'll do okay. Um, my goal is to get at least four. That's my. That's what I would feel good that seems about like coming su- away. That seems like the sweet spot in all the competitions we've looked at. If you get four out of six with a decent time, even yeah. regardless of time, yeah, that seems to be the sweet spot. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately like the the overarching point of this competition. You know, other than it'd be nice to win, but uh, 
practicing and everything all leads to being a better taster. And if this is the, the ultimate test that all of this practice went to, I want to make sure that I did my best on the tasting. Yeah, and it's, it's should be noted that this is regionals. So yeah. if your goal is to win regionals, that's one thing. But how many people advance on the nationals? Is it... I, I think it's... It's either eleven or fifteen people from region from each regional. Yeah, so roughly the top quarter. Yeah. Let's just say the top quarter of people advance on to nationals, which is in Kansas City in March. So that strategy is actually, oh shoot, uh, that's a good strategy for regionals because if you can get in that top quarter and pass on to nationals, then you're actually. Then you can employ a more risky strategy in nationals with the hope, because that's really where you want to win. Yeah. Uh, whereas for me, yeah, I'm, go, I'm going high risk, high reward. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, like I could get up there and have all these people staring at me and get all nervous, and then like not taste any coffee. Uh, so, I don't, yeah, what's what's your strategy then? I'm going. I'm yeah. going high risk, high reward. Right. Uh, I am going two minutes. 30 seconds, that's fast, Yep. and hope that it's coffees that play to my strategy of body, salt, overall finish, yep. uh, and just going, you know, if you can get four to six in that range, that gets you on, oh, yeah. uh, and if you can get, uh, gosh, how many people, uh, the, in Denver, uh, a couple months back for that one, only two people got all six right. I shoot, I'm like double see this is the trouble of night before something like this. I'm almost double guessing what I did because I'm confident in my tasting abilities, but I didn't get as much practice in this as I wanted. And it's such a steep competition because of the people we're facing. There are some really notable roasters on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm going high risk, high reward. Is is that yeah. just absolutely how I do it? Uh, there's no quite I'm do I'm going two minutes, thirty seconds, one <laughs> slurp per cup. Call in my shots as I go through. Uh, Going with the gut. Yeah, go with the gut. Ten thirty a.m. Right out the gate. Let's put a time on the. Let's put a time on the docket. That's what I did. You could. Somebody told me. Okay, so apparently this is what I'm visualizing. Here's my here's my routine in the morning. I'm gonna wake up a little early, run around the blocks a couple times just to get the morning jitters out, and then also just get a little fresh air in the system, get the blood pumping a little bit. I'm also not eating. Uh, we're let's get over there an hour before I go. Let's find some coffees on the roaster's floor. Slurp a couple coffees. Get the palate woken up before I go. I'm gonna go fast. Uh, I've been told that they tell you immediately after your flight the results of your flight in front of everyone. Yep. So my strategy is either gonna make me look like a total boss. <laughs> or I'm going to look like an idiot. So uh, that's kind of how I approach business, and that's how I'm going to approach uh, the Coffee Tasters Championship. Yeah, do it boldly. Um, so just looking at tomorrow. Wait, I think you got to talk about the bland diet. The <laughs> Well, I failed at it. So Joe Morocco told us about the world two-time world champion coffee taster. Uh, he, two months leading up to each competition eats nothing but plain oatmeal. So I was like, I got to do something like that the week leading up. I'm going to go bland diet. So I'm eating only plain chicken, plain greens. I did it for like three days straight. 
then I realized how hard it is to eat bland and not offend other people that are cooking for you or you're eating with or you're at a restaurant. It is very hard. Uh, now, that's just an excuse. Easily ways to get around it. I think I just like food way too much. Uh, so that's ultimately what came down to is I just like food way too much. But I think not eating tomorrow morning will be enough. Um, so to finish up this first half, we'll record the second half of this after. It'll seem like an instant to you guys. Uh, how would you feel if it went really, really well? You advance the Nationals. Boom. Awesome. Or... The, the, the opposite. What are, your, what are your kind of feelings going into it on each side? Uh, going to Nashville's... <laughs> I keep doing that. <laughs> going to Nationals. Um, I mean, obviously that would feel great. I would feel validated that, oh, you can do this, uh, at least with some... Um, you know, you have some ability. Yeah. You're not just faking it. <laughs> like, which is kind of how I felt in the past couple training sessions uh, that haven't gone quite as well. Um, the other way, like if I get two out of six, like the <laughs> the percentage of going that you would get uh, if you just picked one at random from each set. Two. Um, or less, that would be that's that would be so much worse. I would honestly, that would be a big self esteem blow. Two is so to be clear about what he means by that. So, if you're talking pure statistics, there are six sets of coffee. Your chance is one out of three of picking correct. So if you get two out of six while you're tasting it, you matched. Just yep. pure odds of blindly picking a cup. That is my worst fear. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, that would not, uh, not only just on a personal level would that suck, but also having that, you know, broadcast to, I'm sure, a very small crowd. That, you know, <laughs> the just stadium. The you're stadium on, of people around You're us. on stage and even. The MC is probably just like, ah, oh, come on, man, get one right, <laughs> like the whole time. Uh, that would just be so unbearable, oh. I think. But I, you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go that way. Yeah, I but would. I would at the same time, I'm not confident it won't. Yeah, I would love to say that it's like, oh, if I do well, I'd be pumped, and if I didn't, oh, it's all for fun. Yeah. But I know myself, and I know going into this that like. <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself that's, oh, we're just doing this for four in Nashville, this is cool, but as we go into it, I'm going to be pure game mode, and it's going to be, oh, man, that two yeah. number, now you throw that out there, that, <laughs> that really is, like, three, you gotta get three, and yeah. that's, but the, oh, it's so tough, because it can go so many different ways, yep. and they could all be the same coffee. They could be the same coffee, <laughs> and then, man, once you hit a set, that first one, oh, I'm, also, I'm going right to left tomorrow. Right to left. Yeah, yeah. six sets of coffee. Everyone goes left to right. I'm going right to left just to kind of stagger some odds, good or bad, against me. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that was, shoot, man, that was over 34 minutes. Uh, so let's wrap it up, uh, get some sleep, and the next time we record... Hopefully it'll be better quality. The Coffee Champs people have been awesome and let us use a room. 
over at the uh, over at the venue at track one. Yeah. Uh, so signing out, Rob and Jeff, pre U.S. Coffee Champs in Nashville Coffee Tasters competition. Uh, <laughs> the next time you hear us, we will have tasted, competed, and you will hear how we did. So, anything else? Uh, that's all. Yeah. All right. Let's let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. We are back. That looks really loud. That doesn't look loud. This looks... Okay, we're good. Go. I think it's because I was just really close to the mic. Yeah. All right. So, we are back. Uh, it is 11.58 in Nashville, Tennessee for the U.S. Coffee Champs. Uh, we just finished... It's me and Jeff just finished up the coffee tasters... Uh, regional preliminary round. Yeah, how do you think it went, Rob? Uh, I, I was in the first flight uh, at 10.30, and we had Always a, difficult. a fairly uh, extensive conversation about what our goals were for this competition. Um, and we talked about the dreaded two out of six. If you get two out of six, that means that you literally matched chance that you have the same chance of just pulling random cups and getting two out of six so i am absolutely thrilled to announce that i got a staggering one out of six coffees for a thing i trained for so that's that's (laughs) awesome um (laughs) yeah but i risk high reward right yeah so basically my strategy that i talked about going out super aggressive was a terrible strategy uh, right when I was about to go, definitely felt a little bit of that kind of competition vibe. Like my old, uh, football days came back in my head and that's not the right mentality to be in when you're going in to taste coffee. Uh, and I was aiming for like two minutes, 30 seconds, two minutes, 40, came in at like two minutes and 12 seconds. So really, really fast. Uh, and like halfway through, I literally lost focus. I was in this weird, like, metaphysical space where I'm watching myself taste coffees and not consciously actually analyzing what I'm tasting. And by the when you're going that fast, it's like whichever coffee you taste, the last one's still on your palate. And <laughs> and so to put it in perspective, we're the first flight, so there's a lot of people in the room because they're excited to see the first round of coffee tasters. So there's a big crowd of probably 40 People, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 40, 40, 50 people watching, and right after you finish, they go through one by one in front of the crowd and say if you got it right in front of everybody. Uh, we'll have a, a link up to the video. We'll put it on YouTube so you can kind of watch how it's done. Uh, so that was a very humbling. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very humbling experience. I've often told Jeff that one of my pet peeves is the incorrect use of the phrase humbled. Uh, This would be the correct way to use that. So that was how my experience went. Uh, The coffees themselves, uh, there was nothing crazy. The training with Joe was right on point. Uh, Some some training we did with him was uh, more challenging than what we did. Some of it was easier and it prepared us perfectly. And so really it was my strategy. Uh, The coffees I got, some notes of natural fruitiness, a little bit of acidity in some, a little bit of a roast note on a couple of them. Temperature 
wasn't too hot, so no mouth scalding. It was super reasonable temperature, really well run. Yeah, I really appreciated the temperature part. Yeah, the temperature was that. perfect. So honestly, I have no excuses from the coffee side. Uh, it's It was just purely, I think, strategy. Um, so that is great. That That's my first competition ever like this. And hopefully there's nowhere to go but up unless I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, so to set the stage, uh, I finished. It's, you know, about 10.45, Jeff's up at 11.30, go around the Roaster Village, taste a couple more coffees, uh, and then uh, went to sit down. And so Jeff's up right next to Bear from Onyx Coffee. We had someone from Clatch Coffee, Backyard Beans, uh, was in the next flight. So Jeff, why don't you run us through your flight? Uh, don't tell us how many you got. I did it a little do, bit slower. How much slower do you think? If I was at two twelve, mm, I think I I added on probably another two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so run uh, through your flight. Um, yeah, so I went through, tasted them just as I would in practice. You know, taste coffee one two three. I went back through a few sets like a couple times. I don't think I ever did one. Uh, all in just one taste, because I wanted to take my time, make sure I got got them right. Um, I'm glad I did. They were the coffees weren't as difficult as I was expecting them to be. Um, that being said, they weren't easy. Uh, that but, was really appropriate. Yeah, it's challenging. But if you spent, you know, I think if you spent a little time, the differences would reveal themselves. Um, Do you think temperature played a factor? Do you think, so I on my clock had Jeff at five plus minutes, which was the exact strategy we discussed ahead of time. Do you think by waiting longer, you had any sort of an advantage by the temperature changing? um, I I mean, usually that does help. Um, I would say it probably did, but it wasn't a a consciously noticeable thing Hmm. um, because the flavors were pretty clear right when I started anyway. yeah, the first coffee was really was really dry. I'm pretty sure it was a Kenyan. It was really uh, had that really intense, clean acidity to it that kind of takes up your whole mouth and kind of sucks the moisture out a little bit. Um, and tasting those coffees is pretty difficult because the first one you get that acidity is really intense, um, and then even if the next coffee you taste is the same, it seems to be dulled down a little bit because that first flavor lingers in your mouth so much. Um, But yeah, as for the rest of them, there was, there were some pretty interesting flavors up there. There was one that, there were two sets that had this kind of like savory tone to them. And I'm going to say savory instead of what I thought immediately, which was armpit, uh, which was strange. I don't, I've never, I I can't recall any coffee that I've, I've ever had that has tasted like that before. So, I would be curious to know what that was. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So going through, did you feel any pressure? As uh, we talked about it ahead of time a little bit, that one of the downsides of kind of the slower strategy is that most people finish in between what would you say three four minutes. Yeah. Did you feel that pressure after everybody else was done and you were the last one tasting? Did it kind of change your mindset at all, or were you able to block it out? Um, it. I did notice it when 
the person before me finished, all three of them finished before me. And uh, I think I spent enough time mentally preparing beforehand so that I could kind of acknowledge that feeling and then come back to the coffee, Yeah. Uh, which I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to be able to get over the nerves yeah. of that. Uh, but it, you know, I did okay. I think it was like two sips that I missed because I was nervous. And then I went back and I was like, okay, this is... I don't think we made the big reveal yet. So, you finish through. Lead us through how they went through the cups. They, uh, they do the announcing right after you finish. So, he's the last one to go. So, right when he's done, they start going through dot by dot. Why don't you run this, the, the quick version of that? Yeah. And so, and the way they do that is they pick the first set from each of the four tables. So, you have to wait... An extra long time to figure out how, how many you've got, and it really builds the suspense. Meanwhile, the crowd is encouraged to cheer or go, ah, which was great for me. I got a lot of that uh, for mine. Yeah. So go through your. Yeah. So, um, picked up the first one, and it was a dot, which was encouraging. I was just. And what does the dot mean? The dot that means you got it right. Uh, mm. So of the three cups, I wouldn't know. Has a dot. <laughs> <laughs> you get a dot. <laughs> Um, so that was, I mean, that was good. It started off on the right foot. Um, and then it went down the line. Everyone got the first round. So, you know, it's kind of back at zero again. You're not, you're not ahead or behind of it, behind anyone. Um, second one, another dot, which felt good. I'm pretty sure everyone got the second round as well. Everyone got the second round too. So all of a sudden you're going like, oh, is this too easy? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty nervous that. Everybody so, else kept getting it. Yeah, you know, you you can't you can't get too excited because you have no idea where you're at yeah. in the line. And then third one, another dot, which was great. I got half of them right already, mm-hmm. um, right out of the gate. And I think one one person missed that round. One other person missed that round. Yes. And uh, fourth round, still going strong. Another dot. Another dot. And two people missed that round. Yeah, two people missed that one. Uh, so it was. So, so far, me and Bear from Onyx Coffee have four dots, and the next round, the two of us get another one again, so we both got five. Chills. Chills. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, the last one comes around, I'm super excited, I want to get that sixth dot, and it's just not there. <laughs> just too bad. But, um, wasn't there for anyone else either, man. That's five. True. Out of six on your first ever Coffee Tasters Championship is huge. Uh, we have looked at past competitions and seen that basically. So uh, we figured out it's 48 competitors, and we still don't, we didn't confirm how many move on. I think it was like 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. roughly still the top quarter advance. And if you've gotten four or above in the past, it's put you in a really good spot. Uh, do you think that still holds true with five out of six? How do you feel? Uh, so now it's twelve oh eight. We have to wait until Sunday at five thirty when the or four thirty when the last flight is done. How do you feel going into the rest of the weekend with a five out of six on the board? Um, the number the number definitely looks good, um, but something I'm kind of concerned about is that. Uh, in the first round, someone got all six right, and then two people in the second round, my round, got five out of six. Including you, yeah. So, um, you know, if it if it keeps trending like that, and more and more people are getting six out of sixes, Time you know, I, you know, 
depending on how difficult people find it, you know, time could end up playing a factor and, yeah. you know, maybe it won't. Maybe five out of six isn't enough in this case. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm just happy that it, you know, went well the, f- the first time through. I did much better than most of my training <laughs> runs, so... Yeah, and that, I've never done that poorly in a training run ever. So that was, it was really cool that we both got to be on the ends of the spectrum with how our training went. Yin and yang. Um, <laughs> poop and gold. Uh, <laughs> um, so for me, the only things that were even slightly different was we normally train with a hot water cup to rinse the spoon. Uh, that wasn't there, but really that doesn't play a big factor. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting that, uh, it should be noted the cupping bowls were black. Uh, so what we were talking about with uh, the visual aspect that being a potential factor was taken out because you can't see color differences between coffee, uh, for the black cuffing, cupping bowls. Uh, was there anything else for you that was different or was it pretty much what you expected? No, I think it was pretty... It was pretty well what I expected, I think. Uh, they didn't give any time cues, which I kind of wish they did. Um, mm. Everyone, you know, it seems in the two rounds that we've seen so far, everyone's finishing like under four minutes, it seems like. But I had planned on taking up, you know, more of the time. So it would have been nice to know a few time cues along the way to kind of gauge how long I had to make yeah. a decision. Um, cause I, I think I heard someone say we're around three minutes, uh, just quietly. Yeah. You know, that was weird. Time. Right. Like I was sitting there and someone was like, and I was like, was that, was that somebody with the competition or was that Yeah, it, it someone was, just saying three minutes? Yeah. That was yeah. Weird. And I, th- I think that was when I was making my third cup decision. So, I mean, that was on, but, uh, then you know, you have less than three minutes after that to figure out the other three sets that you're working with. Yeah. So, man. So <laughs> this ends up being a pretty, uh, pretty interesting first episode we've ever recorded because yeah. <laughs> you're going to be able to reflect back on my what I thought was an aggressive strategy, and I guess I was right uh, yeah. that it was aggressive, that it was high risk, high reward, and the risk really showed its face today. Um, So that being said, uh, if there's someone interested in doing coffee tasters, me personally, I say take your time, especially at regionals, because if you have the tasting ability, take the full six minutes, you're going to put yourself in a better chance to advance to nationals, then you get more time to train. Then you get to nationals, and then you can kind of decide, hey, do I want to push the limits a little bit, go a little faster, and try to get on that podium? Do you kind of agree with that? Uh, Yeah, I would would definitely agree with that. I think getting the coffees right is is definitely the biggest factor. Um, I mean, we'll see see how the scores all play out. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, I think if, you know, and ultimately if you want to come away with a little more, too, I think... Um, taking your time and putting yourself under that pressure experience, um, even if it's for a longer period of time. Uh, if you're cupping in front of a crowd and you're, you're taking your time, you're able to go through that mental process fairly well, then you know, it's going to translate a little into the future when you, you know, maybe you have to cup with people you're not familiar with. Yeah. And, you know. Well, and that's, 
that's really the only thing in training that we didn't do that would be interesting is like if you ever have a crowd of people yeah. that you wouldn't want to do poorly in front of, you just you should just set it up and say, hey, yeah. do you mind if before like we have Northern Coffee Alliance, go, hey, do you mind if before yeah. we uh, before we meet, I do a cupping in front of all of you? Yeah, uh, that's really what I think did me in a big way was I just had never got that competitive juices flowing right before I started, and it really did me under. Yeah, I think that's a huge takeaway is like if you're going to train for this kind of thing, try and simulate the environment as best you can. Put yourself out there and taste coffees in front of a bunch of people who might be giving you some distractions. Yeah. Because uh, that's, that's really what's different about it. Look, I, I just think if I had gotten uh, more coffees right in the same amount of time, I would have done better. <laughs> Yeah, I think you would have. Yeah, so that's kind of my takeaway. Any uh, so, so the last I noticed, we'll finish on this. Uh, I noticed after they finished, you got five out of six, and then the last one was the one with no dot. Uh, and you went back and tasted it. What did you notice about that coffee, uh, the, the, the one out of the five that you didn't identify? Yeah, so th- that was the Kenyan one I was talking about oh. earlier. And it, the two that uh, were the same, were did have that really kind of bright dry acidity to it and um the one that was different it was just dialed back a little bit and it was just a tad sweeter Um, and i think that was kind of difficult to taste after going into the first cup which was that really big burst uh, makes it difficult to kind of taste the rest of you know taste the other ones and something i noticed in training too is that when something has, when the odd cup has a lot more intensity than the other two, whether it be acidity or sweetness or uh, roastiness or, you know, maybe it's a darker roast or something, if it's got some more intense flavors to it, it's way easier to identify than if the um, two that are the same are the more intense ones and the third one is a little more subtle. It's a really good point. Yeah. Um, so huge shout out to Joe Morocco for the training. Set us up Joe perfectly Morocco. for this. Uh, perfect preparation for it. Could not have been more on point. Can't thank him enough yeah. for everything that he's done. Also shout out to Carly from Coffee Champs for setting us up with a room to podcast in the back. Emailed yesterday saying, hey, we're, we're trying to record. Is there a room? And they actually found us a room. Uh, so yeah, that's the first ever episode of the Folly Coffee Podcast uh, here in Nashville. How do we end this thing? Uh, let's just let's just say, have a great day, guys. <laughs>